Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 16. So today we'll look at the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace, the message of grace. The message of grace. The message of grace. We've all heard about this thing called grace, eh? Yeah? You've heard this thing called grace. You've heard about it. Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 16. Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 16. The Bible says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Let us therefore come boldly. Have you noticed how God's throne is referred to as the throne of grace? Very interesting. It says, Let us therefore come boldly. That means when you go to God, you don't go there timid. You don't go there afraid. You don't go there worried that God will burn you. <laughs> you go there boldly. Tell your neighbor boldly. boldly. Yeah. Look at your neighbor and tell them boldly. boldly. <laughs> yes. So you go there boldly, says, to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy. And then it says, and find grace to help in the time or in time of need. So when you go to the throne of grace, you can obtain mercy. And the Bible says, you find grace. You find it there. And then it says, to help in time of need. That's beautiful. It says, to help in time of need. I usually say this to people. God wouldn't have told you to come and obtain help if you didn't need help. So it means every human being actually needs help. There is no person in this world that does not need help. I know some of you have this thing called, yeah, um, and you must change. This thing that people have about how they don't, they don't like asking for help. They don't know how to ask. That's pride. You, you must change because generally human beings are made um, to, to rely on other human beings as well. We are created to benefit from other people. So if you are that person who, you even know someone can help you, but you don't want to reach out, that means you have pride. It's a problem that you must deal with. Look at your neighbor, tell them he's talking to you. <laughs> Look at them and tell them he's talking to you. You must change. You can't be that one who, you even know someone can help you. But you just don't, ah, me, I don't like us. I don't like, I don't like looking a certain way. You must look that way for you to get help. You must look that way for you to get help. Are we together? Yes, you must look that way for you to get help. If you don't look that way, the way, the way you're afraid of looking, you will not receive the help you're supposed to receive. Are we together? Yes. So, change if you are here. And you're that one who you have just, just changed. That's pride. And the Bible tells us God actually resists the proud. That's pride. So God, you go to God and it says you find grace to help in time of need. Now, when we talk about the grace of Jesus Christ, this thing called grace is something very uh, special. Um, a lot of people have defined grace as unmerited favor. And I don't, I don't dispute with that definition. So unmerited favor simply refers to favor that you don't actually deserve. All right, you get to receive favor from God and you actually don't, you don't work for it. You get the point, right? Because generally, the way the system is created is that you get rewarded for the works that you've done. 
Okay? There is no reward if you've not done any work. That's how the system is created generally. You understand, right? But this thing called grace is something that God gives you even though you've not worked for it. It's given to you because Jesus worked for it. You understand? You get to receive it because Jesus actually worked for it. So it's unmerited. It's something you don't you don't you don't work for. So something that you don't you don't you don't get more grace because you because you pray more. You don't get more grace because you know you're better looking than the next person. You don't get more grace because you are born in this country, that person was born in another country. No. We get more grace simply because you believe in Jesus. It's something that you don't actually get to work for on your own. Are we together? But then for me, I, I go beyond that definition. And for me, I believe grace is, a, is, is divine ability. It's a divine force. It's a spiritual force. It's, spiritual. it's something that you can't properly describe because it's, it's, it's one of the most beautiful things God ever gave you, human beings. So when the Bible tells you to go there to the throne of his grace, and it says you will find grace there to help in time of need. It means there will come a time when you need the help. And when you go there, it says you will find grace. It's amazing because the Bible doesn't tell you that, doesn't tell you that you, actually, you actually go there and ask for it. It says you, when you go there, the moment you enter, you will find it. You will find it. So the question is, when you went to him, did you find grace? The time you went to pray, did you actually find grace? So it's a spiritual force. It's spiritual. So the grace of Jesus Christ not only gives you something, but it also, it also makes you into someone. I'll tell you this. Every assignment God will ever give a human being will require grace for you to achieve it. The reason is simple. It's because if you can achieve God's assignment with your own abilities, that means you never received it from him. Every assignment God gets to give you, you will need his grace for you to actually achieve it. Out together. You will need his grace for you to achieve it. Just like everything that God gives, it comes with grace. It's a package. It comes with grace. It comes with grace. And there is no spiritual exercise as well that you can do that does not require grace. I'll give you an example. Even prayer requires grace. Because on your own, you are tired praying after five minutes. Some of you don't even reach five minutes. Two minutes fear. Lord, and just run out of words. You don't even know what to say. After asking God for mercy, you're just done with prayer. <laughs> but if we do just pray against enemies, ah, you, you even remove your wig. Because you know how to, you want your enemies to be dealt with. <laughs> you don't have a relationship with God. That means prayer has become a platform for you to avenge. <laughs> become a platform for you to begin to deal with human beings. That's a dangerous place to be at. Are we together? Yeah. One time, someone told me something about how, because uh, I heard someone praying that whoever did whatever should first die. You know this those prayer points, eh? <laughs> whoever sitting on my job, my, <laughs> my progress, whoever is sitting. Firstly, Jesus loves that person. 
you'll be shocked that Jesus is in love with the person you don't like. Ah, you'll be amazed. The same one who's sitting on your job, even if they're sitting on it, he loves them. He died for that very one as well. That's the beauty about this Jesus. Eh? So I heard someone praying in that direction. And my first question asked is this. If a human being can undo what Jesus did, then why are we praying? Meaning there's no point. Because it means this person is greater than Jesus. So why are we praying? But then if they can't undo it, why are you killing them? That means you have misplaced priorities. It means you're focusing on human beings. Tell your neighbor, grace. grace. Look at them, tell them grace. Grace. So this thing called grace is divine. It's divine. One of my favorite scriptures, Acts chapter number 11. Oh, you will love this scripture after today. Acts chapter number 11, verse 22 and 23. If you can achieve something without the grace of God, then it means you never got it from God. And just like I always say, if, if you can obtain anything without the help of the Lord, it means Jesus never died for it. That's something that you must be stick in your head. So Acts 11, verse 22 and 23 says, The news of, this, of, of these things came to the, uh, to the ears of, of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. And then verse uh, 23 says, when he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad. Now, how do you see grace? Have you seen that? He says he came. And he says when he had seen the grace of God. In other words, the grace of God was visible. When we talk about grace, it's an inward ability that gets to express itself outwardly. That means grace is evident once it's on someone's life. You can't hide it. Any person who is full of grace, you can't hide it. I'll give you an example. If you know that on your life, for example, the spirit of, of, uh, of, 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 of prayer, for example, he brings grace, right? To actually pray. When the spirit of prayer comes, whether you like it or you will pray. I've experienced it before. Why you try to resist, whether you're in class, you will find a way of going to pray. <laughs> because you can't hide this thing called grace. He says, they went, Barabbas went there, says, when he had seen the grace of God. In other words, he went there and he was able to see. Do you know how, how, how best I can describe it? I think the best way I can, I can describe it is, look, who here has ever seen wind? Raise your hand. Ever seen how wind looks like? All you've seen is the effects of wind. You've never actually seen wind. Just like you don't know how air looks like. But if we put you in your room where there's no air, you will know it's not there. <laughs> you get the point, right? Grace is like that. You can't see grace with your physical eyes. But what he saw was the effects of grace. And when he saw the effects, he was able to conclude that this is God's grace I'm seeing. And he was glad to see it. That means there is such a thing called the effects of grace on someone's life. Just like you can't see wind, but you can, you can know things are blowing there's wind here. It was windy today. 
But did you see how it looked like? No. <laughs> you can't touch it. <laughs> you can't tell whether there is air somewhere or not. You can just, oh, there, there's a room there. Obviously, it's air. When you enter, you discover perhaps, mm. <laughs> this, this place is not conducive for me to be in here. So the fact that you can't see it doesn't necessarily mean it's not there. So this thing called grace is spiritual and God places it in your spirit. He knows what you need in order for you to accomplish what you need to accomplish. And I'll tell you this. The reason why God gives it to you is because God's idea of success is not limited to how man describes success. Because God describes success differently from man, he knows that you can only achieve success according to his terms if you only have the abilities that only he gives. Without those abilities, you can't attain the success that he requires you to attain. You can attain success according to human abilities. That's okay. Okay, you will get it. But then, according to God, will you attain the same success? No, you will not. So an example, one of the effects of, that you get to see of grace, we have, we have different abilities and different needs in here. There are some here, if, if we say it today, maybe let's say there are some here that actually that are able to sing, right? Some are like me, we are talented in other areas. The singing department just went over our heads. So now, if we are to put two people who can sing, to lead the same song, you may notice that the atmosphere will change differently. There are certain people, if they begin to sing, you, you will see the difference. You will know that's an effect of grace. Two people, can, can, they can both sing. They are both skillful, but it's not about skill, it's about grace. You are able to command certain things because of grace. Just like even in the secular world, if, the, if God has given you grace to dominate, you have, you have results that, only can, that can only be pointed to this thing called grace. It means you, you have certain results that can only be attributed not to human effort or ability, but to grace. And that's why there are certain people who you just... I, I, I know people, for example, it's just shocking how they're able to just get one job after the next. Someone can be struggling to get a job, but for them, they're just one application, done. <laughs> You've seen certain people like that, right? Yes. That's not there's a special grace that you can't compete. You can't. Just leave it. You will be frustrated. Be like, God, why am I not like that one? Because you are graced differently. <laughs> yeah. Of course, for some, it's not grace. For some, it's just hard work. And also, that's also one of the ways that God rewards hard work. He's still giving you grace. I'll talk about it another time. But for others, it's just grace. It's like they were just born naturally into something. <laughs> you can't compete with a man who is full of grace. It's not possible. Do you notice how Jesus was, was just flawless in the supernatural? Like, it's like the man wasn't even trying. <laughs> Have, did you notice that? It's like he wasn't even trying. It's like he wasn't even trying. 
says the law came through Moses, but grace and truth. Jesus was full of grace. Grace and truth came through him. He was full of grace. Jesus functioned and operated by grace. You can't function the Christian life without this thing called grace. And that's why you go to God and find grace there. And that's why, for example, if you know that you've been struggling with certain, certain, even, the, even certain sinful habits, there is grace for you in the, the presence of God. You go there and obtain the grace to overcome it. Because on your own, you've tried. You've tried on your own. On your own, you've tried. The moment you're about to stop, last week, you go back again. No, this is the last time I promise. You've been promising for two years, eh? Why are you laughing? It's a serious thing for certain people. Yes. Two years you've been promising the Lord. Lord, this is the last time. After this, I'll change. No, what you need is grace. What you need is grace. Just like you know you've been desiring to grow your prayer life. You know two minutes in prayer, you need grace for you to begin to pray. You even know, yeah, I need to pray. I need to grow in prayer. I, we can't be like this. You even know the Spirit of God is leading you. And some of you, when the Spirit of God is leading you in the middle of the night, that's when the sleep is even hitting harder. That's when you're just enjoying it. God is leading you going and praying, and you're even turning with your blanket. Ah, repent. Hi, <laughs> <I>, Daniel. <laughs> repent. So if there's an area where you know that you've been experiencing challenges, just know that you have to acquire more grace in that area. Because remember, when it comes to salvation, we've received the same salvation. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, we've received the same Holy Spirit. But when it comes to grace, it's different. Grace is in levels. We are not the same. No, we are not the same. And that's why sometimes God can even use a man to bless you through words. Because God has actually, he's, he's empowered those words with grace. The moment they are out of his lips, grace follows with them. So whatever area where you know that you've been experiencing challenges, be it in prayer, be it through desiring to grow in the studying of the word of God, be it through worship or dedication, be it through your businesses or whatever it is that, you, that, that you're desiring, there is grace that you can obtain for you to actually, get to, for you to actually go higher, for you to actually become better. But if you're comfortable at the same place, it means you may not be able to desire God's grace because you'll be okay. And there are people who are comfortable. See, there are people who are comfortable with how they pray right now. Eh? They just don't want to be too deep. Like, they, they want to pray, but not in tongues. <laughs> no, we will locate you. We will lay hands on you. By the time we are done with you, you will be flying out of here speaking in tongues. And you will think, what have they done to me this week? <laughs> and we'll follow you after and lay hands on you again. <laughs> for you to be filled all over. <laughs> so there's such a thing called grace. There's such a thing called grace. And you must be able to obtain whatever area. Because like I said, we're, in di we're different levels here. Different levels. But can I tell you something? You can't have too much grace. No, you can't have too much grace. God always gives you the right amount. <laughs> that's like I've just me I'm just me I have too much grace the grace of my life is too much it's not too much you have the right kind for your assignment for that level you're at you have the right kind of grace praise God yeah let's read more scripture so 
Barnabas was able to see the grace of God. Like I said, this is the, he was simply talking about the effects of grace. The effects of grace. Imagine being at a place where you go in the corporate world and people are able to see the effects of grace on your work. Imagine where you go anywhere in life and the effects of grace are so visible that everyone around you is able to tell that this one is full of grace. This one, this one is just grace differently. That's beautiful. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. One time the Apostle Paul was trying to be humble. He really attempted. And he put this in scripture. Where we all don't believe him. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 9. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 9 and 10. Are we there? 1 Corinthians 15 verse 9 and 10 says, For I am the least of the apostles. So we don't believe you. <laughs> For I am the least of the apostles. Says, says, who I am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But read verse 15. One, two, three, go. Uh uh. Only three people are reading. Let's all read together. Verse 15. One, two, three, go. Now let's read it louder together. One, two, three, go. I said louder. One, two, three, go. Let's go. Have you seen that the Apostle Paul attributed all he was and all he had done to this thing called grace? Have you seen that? But then, maybe just to, get to, just to get your attention, there's a line where he says, His grace towards me was not in vain. What that means is that grace can actually be given in vain. It means grace can be given to you, but you don't, actually don't even put it to it. That's what it means for grace to be given in vain. God has given you the grace. There are some of you who are mighty in your dreams. In your dreams, even you, the sick. Let me talk to you. <laughs> you are just powerful in your dreams. <laughs> you are just men of God and women of God in your dreams. When you wake up, you are afraid. God has given you grace. He's given it to you. But then you are not putting it to use. You are not using that grace that God has given you. Now, will the testimony be the same like Paul to say the grace you've given me is not in vain? It means your testimony will be different. It will be that the grace you've given me is in vain. How can, you see, when God graces a man, he doesn't grace you for yourself. Because there is no tree that bears fruit for itself. The sun will never shine for itself. It doesn't need itself to shine. Like they, need, they need light for anyone else. It, 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 it's self-sufficient. When God gives grace to a man, he gives it for other people. That means when God gives you grace for healing, he's got someone's healing in mind. If you sit and do, don't do anything, there's someone who will die with sickness. And they will go to God and say, God, I, I prayed I didn't get healed. Guess who God will come to? I, I graced you for this one's healing. What did you do about it? Mm -hmm. You faced a person who was sick and you were afraid. What if, what if they don't get healed? 
Like you, you, you were, you were thinking about your integrity more than what God, has, what, what God can do, and that's dangerous. That's dangerous. God has graced you to pray. He knows that when you pray, something will be different. Everyone can pray, but when you pray, something changes. God has given you that grace. But instead of praying the time you're supposed to pray, that's the time you're watching football. The time you begin to, it's the time you even begin to watch that series. The next episode, you even click on your laptop. Mm. <laughs> That means you're living dangerously. The grace that God has given you, you're not actually putting it to work. You're not using it the way you ought to use it. Are you listening? And there are some whom the enemy keeps them bound because he knows the moment, the moment this one actually comes out of this, there will be a danger to the kingdom of hell. And that's why some of you have been battling the same thing. God has got use for you. Just get out of certain things. <laughs> Just get out of certain things. Tell your neighbor, God has use of you. <laughs> Look at them and tell them, God has use of you. <laughs> yes. He's got use of you. It's like the Apostle Paul. The man was busy persecuting the church. Left, right, center. Perse- Terrorizing the church. <laughs> but that's the very man whom the message of grace came through. That means had he stayed in that persecuting church, what would have happened to all the souls he was supposed to win? Imagine it. You see, your destiny is too big for you to sit on it. Listen to me. Your destiny is too big. There are lives that depend on you fulfilling your calling. There are lives that depend on you activating that grace that God has put in your life. There are lives that depend on you. You can't, you can't be kept down to, to, to those sinful habits. You can't be kept down to funny things. You, you, you can't even... You see, if you've got a big destiny, it means even your fellowship with God must be great. You can't afford for it to be low. So it means you can't, be, you can't afford to have a relationship where you just begin, you know, those five minutes prayer before you sleep. Eh? And even while we are doing it, even before I sleep, then wake up. Lord, sorry. <laughs> then you wake up. You continue. Before you know it, you fall back asleep again. <laughs> no, tell your neighbor, you can't afford it. <laughs> no, you can't afford you, you You just can't afford it. There is so much grace for you in your life for you to be praying the way you've been praying. Okay, let me not talk about those who've been praying. There's some of you that need to start praying. There is so much grace that God has put in your life for you not to be praying at all. No, how are you praying once a week? Just once, the whole week. Seven days, one prayer session to sustain you. And when you come to church and you're praying, in church in 20 minutes, it feels like one hour. They keep giving prayer points one after the next. No, it shows that there's a problem. Yes, it shows that there's a problem. It's like if you go jogging and you're tired within one minute, that's not you're not fit. Say the same even in prayer. If you know you're tired, under one minute, if you know you're tired, that's not we're not fit spiritually, sir. We need to increase here. Now you start looking at everyone. What are they praying about? What do they say? And there are some weeks, that's the time for them to start reading the Bible, eh? The whole week is it was closed. <laughs> but during that time, people are giving prayer points. 
book of Psalms is powerful. <laughs> During that time, that's when you discover it's powerful. No, you have to learn to put grace to work. You have to learn to put grace to work. Sometimes look at yourself in the mirror and just see God's grace. You must be able to say, God has grace be too much. You look at the mirror and say, look, there, there are souls that depend for me to preach the gospel. The grace of my life can't afford for me to not preach the gospel for a week. The grace of my life can't afford for me to just pray 30 minutes, 20 minutes a day. No, it can't afford. The grace of my life is demanding. And because it's demanding, I'm going to yield to the grace of my life. And do you know what? The grace will actually come with the ability to do it. God will never grace you beyond what you can do. It's not possible. He can't do that. He's not unjust. There are some of you that God has actually even graced you in business. That's a message you like, not about prayer. <laughs> but we'll talk about it, since what you like. <laughs> Want to hear, we are graced in business, yes sir. <laughs> yes sir. You talk about prayer, you even switch off. Uh, that's not for me. <laughs> that's not for me. <laughs> but there are people that God has had graced in business. Somehow, somehow, their business always works. And can I tell you something? If you know that you have a friend that who is, who is graced like that, partner with them. You know it will work. You know you if you start it to fail, just give them money. Say, let's do business together. You know we are, we are riding on your grace. <laughs> just partner with them. Because maybe when you want to succeed. You understand, right? Because not even Satan can fight a man of grace and succeed. It's not possible. There is no attack that can go towards that. That's why if you partner with someone who you know who is full of grace, you even know, even if the economy is going down, for us our business is rising. Because you know this one is functioning by grace. We're not functioning because we've got skill. Everyone has skill out there. But for us, it is the grace of God that distinguishes us. It sets us apart and lifts us higher. That's the grace we function by. Praise God. Yeah. And just like what happens when you belong to a ministry? God, has, God gives communion grace to everyone. Yes. 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 He gives grace to everyone. And that's why you must begin to identify. We are where God has placed you. What kind of grace has God given us? If you don't identify, you'll be the only one suffering among these people who are prospering. Yes. And you'll be like, ah, this they don't help me help one another. There's no love in this. No, no, no. You're just not functioning in grace. Yes. The others are putting grace to work. You are not. Think about it. God gave a blessing to Abraham and said, all his descendants are going to be blessed. Isaac benefited from the blessing. What happened to Jacob? He ran away in the time of famine. That means in the presence of the blessing, you can still suffer. It's not automatic. The same way if God gives grace to this ministry, say, this ministry will do A, B, C, D. There is grace for all of you here. You see, there are some who identify it and flourish in that direction. Other people will still suffer for it. Not because the grace isn't flowing to them. No, it's because they just haven't realized. They've not realized. What helps you access grace is something called faith. Faith. It helps you access grace. You can come from a wealthy family and you've all been told you can go withdraw money from, from, from that bank. Everyone can withdraw and benefit. But if you just sit at the money, will find me. What will happen? You will starve. Yet money is in the account. Right? So it means you have to go there and actually withdraw it. So faith is actually what withdraws what God has deposited through, through by, by grace. Wow. Wow. 
So pay particular attention to the grace that God has already given this ministry. Pay particular. There are some things that I will highlight what God has given us. Not today. Mm-hmm. But pay particular attention. There are things that we don't have to tell you. You can just observe. Yes. You can just observe. Saying, here there is grace for this. And you function there. I saw it with uh, my man of God, Apostle Fred. The man has grace for money. He's just, even when he was a student, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Mm-hmm. You see, student life is for people. People are broke when they are students. <laughs> <laughs> no, people are, when they are students. Eh? People, I was even telling my wife the same thing. I was like I was laughing at. Her. I was like, "You are broke when you are a student." <laughs> like you, people are broke when they are students. But I saw it. I saw it with him because I knew him when when he was in third year of, of, of university. The man still had money. Mm-hmm. I was just in shock. And I realized, look, I can actually benefit from this. And I did. I'm also for man. <laughs> no, I don't know about you. <laughs> Me, I know. No, because I know the man I connected with has this. So why, why should I be the one not benefiting? So I don't know about you. Me, I am. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So find out what grace has God given us as a ministry and begin to walk in it. Don't be left out. Don't be left out. So what other people are testifying, don't think uh, people just are boasting. No one is boasting. Sometimes that's your perception. That's you just thinking, ah. So put the grace of God to work. It should not be said of you that the grace was given to you in vain. No, it should not be said to you. It should not be said to you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And there are some whom even God has graced you in, in the area of business, but you've just never tried to go in that area. You are still insisting on going in the career path. <laughs> That's a misuse of grace. Misuse of grace. So from the scripture we read, that's 1 Corinthians 15, verse, verse 9 to 10, the, verse 10 especially, you realize that grace actually makes you. So the, the apostle Paul says, I am uh, what I am, says by the grace of God. So he, 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 he acknowledged that everything he was, was by grace. Everything he was, was by grace. So grace is able to make you into a particular person. So grace can make you into an influential person. Grace can make you into someone who actually walks in healing. God, grace can actually make you into someone whom, who just demons flee at your appearance. Grace can make you into some, someone great. Grace can actually make you. It can make you. Praise God. And then the second thing is that when you're walking in grace, the results you obtain can only be attributed to grace. If they can be attributed to human effort, then it was not by grace. And sometimes when people give you some cliche answer like it was by the grace of God, sometimes they mean it. They're not hiding any secrets from you. They're just showing it's by grace. Because sometimes when you tell someone, look, I have what I have by grace. No, 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 you just have connections. No, it's by grace. What of those connections are by grace? <laughs> you get the point? Yeah. So you get to receive instru- you, you, you get to receive results. You get to see results that can only be attributed by grace. Imagine the quality of results if the only thing that can be said of them is grace. 
Imagine the quality of those results. They can be distracted by human, by human beings. And then the third thing is that grace causes you to labor. If you notice, he says, but I labored more abundantly than they owe, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. That means grace will cause you to labor. The grace of God doesn't make a human being lazy. Grace will never make you sit, oh yeah, but what? You're, just, you're just sleeping and just, and finances just come to you because it's by grace. Pastor says it's by grace, therefore by, no, the grace of God will cause you to labor. That means it will push you to work. And when you begin to work, you don't labor by human effort. You know that you are being pushed by grace. Yes. And that's why sometimes when you know you're, you're going in prayer, sometimes you know that, look, this prayer session, I don't know how to sustain it. Because physically, I am tired. I don't know how to sustain it. But when you go there, all of a sudden, energy just comes on you. You realize that there's a new shift of energy that you have. Then you can tell, this is grace. The spirit of grace is now upon me. So grace will cause you to labor. There is no grace from God that will make into a man into a lazy man. So any man you see who is lazy, no, he has no grace. Right. And I tell, and, and, and as I say this, even your inheritance in Christ is not, is, is, is not for a lazy man. Your neighbor says, look, he's talking about you. <laughs> he's not a, if you know you are lazy, now you must change. You must change. Your aspirations in life just can't be about sleeping. Those are goals. When you see people on vacation sleeping, those are goals. Those, those are not goals. Your goals can't be to sleep. I'm talking to you. Your goals can't be to sleep. <laughs> no, they can't. The grace of God will cause you to labor. If God has graced you, even academically, you will be pushed to study. Yes. There are people you see studying a certain way and getting results. That's not, sometimes it's, it's grace. And of course, the others study with no result. But <laughs> they labor more abundantly. <laughs> Yet it is they, <laughs> not grace. <laughs> so the grace of God will actually lead you to do something. Praise God. If God has anointed you for a particular task, the grace of God will be there to lead you to pray. That's why, that's why the Spirit of God can actually begin to lead you. Go and pray. Go and pray. No, I'll pray later. I'll pray later. Before you know it, two hours has gone. I'll pray later. I'll pray. Ah, before you know it, you're even tired. Lord, I'll pray tomorrow. The following day will come. And guess what you will do again? I think this, this is morning. Let me just do chores. When I'm done, I'll pray in the afternoon. In the afternoon, you start dozing. Because you like watching movies. Or you've just eaten your five lambs from Shima. Now you're just there dozing. <laughs> Now, I'll, I'll pray on 17. 17 is when you start cooking your, I don't know, your supper or whatever. Or something. You just get busy. See, you can't afford to neglect those leadings of the Spirit. You can't afford it. It's in the instruction, it's in the instruction that grace is made available. When God gives you an instruction, there is grace there. Praise God. Let's read two last scriptures. The first one is, uh, I think I quoted it earlier. John chapter number 1, verse 16 and 17. Powerful portion of scripture. Are you being blessed? Yes. <laughs> so don't, don't believe any man 
who is lazy. No, it's by grace. No. Even when, when you talk about people who've been graced in business and they invest and they make profits, they're not lazy people. They will still work and get the results. Yet they know that what they have is actually by grace. They know that they are, they are, by, by human ability, they were not able to achieve what they were able to achieve. So even in this ministry, we don't advocate for laziness. Are we together? Yes. So for example, if you're a student, you know you have exams. Even if you come to me for prayer and you haven't been studying, I'll just lay hands on the head that didn't study. <laughs> and guess what will happen? Nothing. <laughs> so the head is empty in that moment and you expect us to lay. What do you think will impart? All the, thing, all the knowledge your lecturers have been telling you. Like they will transfer from my hands and they will flow there. <laughs> so as much as we believe, I do believe in receiving a blessing even as you write exams. Because there are various things that happen during exams. There are people who fall sick during exams and they, they fail to focus. There are people who just go blank in exams. They know they've been studying, but they just go blank there. You need prayer. So we pray for you for such things. But we don't pray to impart any knowledge. That one you get in class and through studying. Mm. Are we together? Yes. So sometimes when someone comes to me, Pastor, you pray for me, I got an A. No, you were studying, sir. You were studying. That's why you got that A. Mm. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have been laying hands on myself when I was in school. <laughs> Just wake up and say, Knowledge. <laughs> but soon you realize that ish, that thing didn't even respect the anointing. We are required to study. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. So grace will push you to actually work. It will push you to work. Amen. Yeah. So if you've been given grace as well for finances, God can actually give you either a job or a business or something. The grace of God will push you to do something. All right? The grace of God can push you to do something in that direction. Anyway. So I said, John chapter number 1, verse 16 and 17. It says, and of his fullness we have all received. I don't know if you realize just how powerful that is. Of his fullness. What that means is that we've not received part of God. No, as if we've not even received God partially. God didn't even leave a part of him out when giving us himself. <laughs> it says, of his fullness. That's beautiful. Of his fullness, we've all received. It says grace for grace. That means grace heaped upon grace. That means when you received him, you received grace. I don't know if you understand what that means. You received grace when you received him. Because of, of his fullness, you received says grace upon grace. Or grace for grace. And that's why I don't believe that those statements from grace to grace. We don't, we don't talk like that. For us, it's from grace to grace. From glory to glory, from favor to favor, from, from faith to faith. We start from, we start from a playing field called favor. We start from a playing field called grace. You understand, right? That's, 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 that's what our ceiling, that's, that's our foundation. We start from there. It says grace for grace. And then it says, for the law was given through Moses. It says, but grace. <laughs> but grace says, says came. It says, but grace and truth came. Through Jesus Christ. That means Moses brought the law. Jesus brought grace and truth. 
That means when you received him, you received grace. Have you been desiring grace in a particular area? Jesus is the answer to that. God, did, God knew you needed grace. He gave you Jesus. When you received him, you received grace. Praise God. Yeah. And that's why when you go to the throne of grace, you, you, you go there to obtain. You understand, right? It says you obtain mercy and then you find grace there. The grace you find is not the grace you started with. You just need to get more grace. So the Jesus you've received didn't come empty-handed. No. <laughs> he didn't come in your life empty-handed. No, he didn't come empty-handed. Ask your neighbor, what did you receive when you got born again? <laughs> what did you ask them? What did you receive when you got born again? <laughs> if you received grace, and then we come to your life like like Barnabas, are we able to see we saw the grace of God and we were glad? <laughs> Oh, it's just grace in theory. <laughs> the theory, eh? It's just theory. I've received grace. Mm. It says, of his fullness have we received grace for grace. It says, the law came through Moses. In other words, Moses gave the law. Jesus came full of grace and decided to impart all of it. And can I tell you something? The way I know Jesus, he didn't come with, it, with any reservation. Because if you received, listen, if you received his fullness, how will, how will we withhold grace from you? That means grace is actually the lesser. He comes firstly with, with his fullness. Then he brings along everything he's actually uh, supposed to bring. That means all the grace you ever require. All the grace you ever require. Hallelujah. All the grace you ever require. And the final scripture I'll read to you for today is Ephesians Chapter number 4, verse 7. Ephesians chapter number 4, verse 7. Talking about spiritual gifts in this portion of scripture. Verse 7. Ephesians 4, 7. The Bible says, But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. I don't know if you saw what the Bible is trying to tell you there. It says, But to each one of us, that means there's no one here who is left out. It says, but to each one of us, have you received that grace? It says, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. What that means is, according to God's ability in you, God gave you that, God gave you a proportional grace. According. That means, if the Lord has given you a gift to win 100 people to Christ. Grace for that was given. All you have to do is simply act and go for it. If the Lord has given you grace to function above certain, certain systems, according to that gift that God has put in your life, grace was given. Praise God. I want to, I want to spend some time in prayer. Be, be on your feet. I want you to confess and declare with the person that you're holding hands with, that God has actually given you grace. I want you to acknowledge the grace of God in your life. Acknowledge, you're agreeing with the person you're with. In the areas where you know that you've been given grace, I want you to confess them and acknowledge. Say, God, thank you for giving me grace in this area. I know there is grace in this area for me. I want you to loudly confess that in Jesus' name. Let's go.